Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you heard all the rave about the new Quick Grill located inside the Be Quick Chevron on Veterans Boulevard? Come visit Be Quick Chevron along with Quick Grill, Be Quick Food Marts, your locally owned hometown convenience store, wherever you are. Reminding you why we all love living in Mississippi. It's the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I appreciate you joining us today uh, on uh, Super Talk or on Facebook or YouTube, your favorite podcast. As I often say, we try to be there wherever, whenever, however you want to uh, you want to engage in the show. And we really appreciate you you paying close attention. <clears throat> Excuse me. We've been we've really enjoyed keeping these conversations going. Listen, uh, for regular listeners, you know this. I went to the University of Alabama in Birmingham right out of high school to paramedic school and worked as a paramedic for a short period of time at Mobile Medic in coastal Mississippi and then went on to pre-med. Eventually, along the way, I changed my major, uh, went toward uh, an MBA, did an internship at the Sun-Herald, and the rest is history. But as I I continued to work part-time as a paramedic, um, I, I tell you, I look back on those days, some of the most important days of my life, to be honest with you, because what I learned about emergency medicine and the role that you know, in the, you know, the emergency medical system plays in a community, I've been able to carry into my adult life. And of course, as you well know, my, when my daughter Mila uh, two years ago stopped breathing, it was an absolute blessing that I knew how to do CPR, and you know, thank God the rest is history on that. But you know, you get a, you get these opportunities in your life to make a difference in people's lives, and for those of us who have needed emergency medical care along the way, who have have had to have uh, help from the fire department and ambulance service along the way, you know how important it is that. When, when you call 911 that they come, you know how important it is that they have the ability to uh, do advanced life support, which oftentimes means being in communication with a doctor. Um, there's so much that goes with that. There's actually some, some, some changes that are at least being considered in, uh, in Harrison County that I wanted, to, I wanted to circle back with my friend Rupert L- Lacey. You may remember Rupert. He was for 13 years Harrison County's emergency uh, management director. And I wanted to invite him on the show to talk a little bit about what's up. <laughs> what, what is this consideration that is underway now in Harrison County? So I, can, I wanted to personally understand better uh, what, what's going on and, um, and, and where should our focus be? That's, I think that's probably the, the way to say it. But without any further ado, let me uh, welcome my friend Rupert back to the show. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, Ricky. Glad to be back. Well, you heard how I set it up uh, I, with a with a history. I don't know if you even knew my history was, and you know, I started. I was going to be an emergency room physician, and uh, was well on my way. And decided that I had seen enough death and dying. Decided to change my major, and um, and so you know, the rest is history. But I, but I don't. I, I think once a paramedic, you're always a paramedic. Once you understand how emergency medical systems work, you always care about it because it's it's sort of the lifeblood of community, literally, isn't it? it? It is. And of course, you know, in those early days when you were down here uh, practicing, the, the art is that uh, we had just gone from two ambulance services to one. And it was, uh, uh, you know, that's where AMR came from uh, back when we were divided in the 
early 70s, uh, late or early 80s, I should say, and, and uh, we became one, which of course increased the uh, proficiency of uh, the EMS system. So, Rupert, um, what's going on? What and what got you involved in wanting to really be engaged in this? Because as I think about ambulance services and what they bring to a community, I often say about us is that we're incredibly resilient. I mean, we've been through very, very difficult times, and we know how to bounce back. The emergency medical system is is part of that. So, what is it that brought you into the conversation? And then, can you tell us more about what's under consideration now that got you, that has you a little bit concerned? There, uh, uh, some of the discussion, of course, the contract is coming up for AMR this year um, for the uh, through the county. We have one EMSOS uh, district, which uh, serves all of Harrison County to include the five cities. Uh, there has been discussion over the last couple of years as the contract was refreshed, uh, revisited that maybe one or two of the cities uh, wanted to go off into and create their own uh, emergency medical district, which, you know, you you take out uh, part of the equation there that you bring in another company and you start to subdivide the county is you're not going to get the quality of service as if you had one ambulance service providing for, for all of Harrison County. So, Rupert, what's uh, you know what? Where did this come from? Was a concern about response time? Was a respond about the level of attention that was being given? Uh, you know, there's always a two-edged sword. Obviously, always going to be two sides to the story. So, what's uh, what what brought all this about? Of course, we've always heard this. When I was working, it was one of those that I would um, continue to look at. Uh, the performance efforts of what was going on and, and the contract, uh, the renewal process, I had uh, the opportunity to speak for or speak to the board on what we were noticing and how it was, you know, affecting the, the various parts of the coast. Uh, part of it, as you, you, you alluded to, is that, yes, there are uh, some questions about response time. And of course, uh, when you look at that, uh, some of that you have to play into the uh, point of the infrastructure that we have in play. Uh, secondly, is that um, uh, since COVID and and you know COVID changed so much uh, throughout the the country, our community, and the world, um, is that when an ambulance goes on a call now, once they're dispatched, they pick up. Uh, the clock is starting to run. They've got to get to from point A to point B where the patient is. Once they diagnose, they start their preventiveness with the patient. Uh, if it's a transport, they pick them up and then they carry them to the hospital. Um, this is where we see a little bit of a, a bad lag time that an ambulance is out of service because they're waiting at the hospital. Um, you know, I mean, we're robust on the coast. We've got, or in Go or Harrison County, we've got three hospitals, but uh, none of the hospitals are at the same level of care. Uh, and because of COVID, they've lost staff. So, you know, it's pretty bad when you see an ambulance waiting with the patient in the loading docks of an of a ER because the hospital can't take a patient. Uh, there's not bed space in there. So that delays on the response time, which backs up the, the system. Uh, and then, of course, it means that some other patient somewhere may not be getting that ambulance as quickly as possible.
So, so you know, obviously we're in a dynamic place. So COVID did change a lot for sure. Uh, so the it's the convergence of all these issues that lead some cities and maybe even the county to thinking that there may be a better way. I, you know, and, and that's, I, I'm sure that, you know, as the elected leaders look at, uh, they put out the, uh, the proposal for, you know, uh, the companies to look at is that instead of trying to splice or, or split the pie three ways uh, or four ways or five ways that we can at least keep one emergency medical district uh, simply from the standpoint that, um will have uniformity through the coast. I mean, through through Harrison County. Um, I would hate to think as a, say I'm the patient up in uh, Success, Mississippi, needing to come to, uh, to a hospital that uh, my preferred hospital would be Memorial Hospital. That's where I've had most of my care uh, over my, my career um, and in my later lives. But uh, they're the hospital provider, but for me to come there, um, I would be, say, if it, AMR had the county and Gulfport went to something else, that ambulance would be crossing against or through territories uh, to get me to a, to a hospital provider. Um, or if I was in Gulfport, uh, you know, then whoever the provider there maybe want to take me someplace else not to my wishes of wanting to go to Memorial. So uh, I look at it from a, from a dynamic standpoint, uh, consistency and continuity through Harrison County, working with the fire departments, working with police and sheriff's department would be a better thing than trying to subdivide and have multiple companies trying to provide us a service. So I remember, um, again, this is pulling back a, a long way of knowledge, but once, you, once you've been in a scenario like this, you never forget it. But uh, and when, I was, uh, when I was a paramedic, uh, Harrison County, we had Harrison County and we had Hancock County, and then a different ambulance service had Jackson County. And so when, we were, when, when the uh, emergency situation was playing out in, in sort of the middle of Harrison County over toward Hancock and into Hancock County, there was no confusion. When it was playing out over near the line of Jackson County, there was confusion. I, I can't imagine, again, I'm, and I, I don't have a bias on this. I'm really coming at this from the point of view, I'm just trying to understand how it works. I can't imagine if you had city limits, if you had the county with one carrier and then the city limits with another ambulance service, how confusing that might be. And the other thing I think about is one of the cool things about the way EMS has advanced today is having sort of a central command center and you know the ability to sort of manage things in a, in a central way. If you had cities with something different, God, that sounds, that sounds like a really complicated really quick. What we'll do on the other side, Rupert, I'll let you answer that and then also give you an opportunity to express what you hope the outcome will be in terms of what their query will be. You know, ultimately, we want sort of a, a, of, a, of a regional approach to this query that gives us one carry, I think. But we'll let you talk more about that when we get on the other side as we talk about some potential changes in ambulance service here in coastal Mississippi. We'll see you after this. now 
back to more of the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. So to simplify where we are as we continue our conversation with Rupert Lacey, who is the uh, former uh, emergency management director for Harrison County, to s- simplify it, you know, it, when you have sort of a central command center that manages ambulance service, a single ambulance service for the five cities and the county of Harrison County, the ability to sort of manage it centrally for a lot of reasons, not just the medical care, but also in dispatching and follow-up and keeping metrics and where they go to the hospital, all these things, the standard of care, it, it makes it easier when there's one. I, I see that because I've personally been in a scenario where that was the way it worked. If you were to have a scenario where Harrison County is one thing and maybe two or three other cities are something different, you lose control. I I guess you're going to lose control in terms of sort of a central command center approach. But is that am I right in saying you actually would lose some control? I, I would think so. One, you know, the key thing, and, and you started it off with this, is that central command, that, that dispatch center, that dispatch point, uh, being able to track and to trace the patients. Uh, is a key important factor that we've got to look at. And, and that's, that's uh, very crucial from the time uh, element of it. Uh, secondly, is that it goes back to the quality of care. What kind of medicines are you using? What uh, medicines one of uh, the medical director would, would prescribe, you know, from a different perspective or a different company, should we say? Uh, the type of equipment. Uh, as to as to how you're going to go, and then the stacking of the patients. Uh, one dispatch point would would know what's going on with the hospitals. I would think uh, here in Harrison County, or if they had to jump over into Hancock County, or let's say to go to Jackson County uh, yeah. because of bed availability. And that's a that's a, cru- a key crucial point for that case, or that patient care that that's going to mean you know could mean life or death. So what has to happen in order for the cities and the county to come to one unified approach to saying, look, we're not going to try to split the baby. We're going to go after one carrier and then we will decide and then you know we can let it be sort of a competitive scenario f- for who's going to get the business. But we're going to stay first of all with a centralized approach to this. What has to happen? The, of course, the county does the contract. Uh, the 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 um, uh, it is a county contract that the board of supervisors does. The um, uh, now the cities can opt out of that, and that's one of the things that they've been looking at and they've been asking about. Is that is this what uh, is beneficial for the for the respective cities? I understand when it comes to uh, call times. Uh, and that's that's kind of an important factor, very important factor. But uh, it goes back to what's going on at that current time that, you know, an ambulance doesn't respond as quickly. Um, I mean, there are, you know, as, as I kind of looked at it in the day while I was working, what the call volume is, what's going on in the county, uh, road infrastructure and all that. How many ambulances did AMR actually have on online at the time? And, you know, in my day is that if it was something uh, crucial, beneficial or whatever, AMR would put other ambulances on the road during peak times. But, uh, you know, they, they go to that call, they're responding from that call to the hospital. And then there was another accident. Uh, God forbid an ambulance getting an accident, but we've seen that over our our history. 
um, you know, and or if there's uh, a train delay, uh, depending on how they're approaching the hospitals, only one hospital is uh, not in direct path of, of train tracks uh, or a, an active train line, should we say. Uh, but you know these are these are important factors. The other is that again we mentioned earlier in the first segment, COVID. Uh, there's not that many paramedics again. Yeah, you know, paramedics are becoming like uh, uh, law enforcement officers. Uh, you run the business. Uh, you're looking at retirement. It's not worth staying on because of the way the community uh, uh, looks at paramedics, or they don't want to be into the into the danger zone, should we say, that, you know, they're just as, as vulnerable as police and fire nowadays going to calls. Hey, I, I see that clearly. What's the, Rupert, what's the time frame that this is all going to play out? Uh, my understanding, watching the, the Board of Supervisors, the cities, uh, two of the cities have gotten together uh, with the board and they have discussed this. There's been a couple of meetings over that. Now, all the cities have been invited to uh, to a work session, which uh, I think is a progressive way to look at this, to find a, a good roundabout solution to uh, keep us united as one uh, medical district. Uh, and, you know, some of that discussion is kind of like the same approach we did when we went into 911 uh, emergency dispatching, uh, telecommunications is maybe starting a uh, uh, an emergency medical uh, district that uh, each city in the county has representation on, and they meet monthly to look at the, the call volume, to look at what's going on with the provider that's providing the service, and you know try to ensure that we get adequate care, timely care to the to the citizens of Harrison County. Well, Rupert Lacey, I really appreciate you joining me today. What we did today is just wet the whistle. I think these conversations are really important. Uh, it's always important to debate and converse about something like this so we can make sure where we're landing is the best possible place so that people of coastal Mississippi, especially Harrison County, and the cities that make up Harrison County have the best possible emergency care. And uh, so th there's always benefit that comes from these conversations. We'll, we'll touch back with you soon so you can give us an update. Thank you, Ricky. I appreciate your time. It's been my pleasure. Listen, have a great day, and uh, we will see you tomorrow. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.